You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today we're going to be talking the unique legacy of breath control and a little bit about how amazing you are. That's right, I'm talking to you. Uh, a little for a preamble here, I just got back from the Gulf uh, where I was testing out a few more, well, more than a few things of uh, old school aquatic tactics. So everything from uh, uh, combat swimming, old school style, uh, pre-military styles, and uh, looking into some survival from everything from the uh, Viking sagas all the way through some indigenous uh, Native American uh, swimming tactics. And we'll be trickling some of that stuff out, both of the Black Box Project, a little bit the blog, a little bit here on the old podcast. But today we need to kind of set some uh, ground here and uh, understand we'll be getting to specific tactics later on. There's a few things in here, uh, but stay with me. And again, I opened this up and I said, you are amazing. That's right, you. Of all the species on this planet, you possess a rather remarkable ability that I wager that you take for granted. I mean, before we disassemble and to reassemble this astounding legacy, let's revel in it. First, I want you to take a deep breath through your nose. I'm serious. Breathe in. Now let it out. Second, take a deep breath through your mouth. Deep breath. Let it out. Now, what you did in both of those instances is demonstrate an ability that no other land mammal possesses. One, you breathed ably and comfortably through both mouth and nose. Two, and this is remarkable and significant, but almost invisible in its import as we do this readily every single day of our lives and we take it for granted. You consciously chose to take a breath, hold it for your own determined duration, and exhaled it at will. Now, let's leave our unusual anatomy that allows for our atypical mouth and our nose breathing to another day and dig deeper into that conscious control of respiration. We all breathe automatically until we don't, and then when we don't, we're dead, right? Right. Well, we all also know that we can take control of respiration in some small order that turns out to be quite large. We can choose to hold our breath. Now, whether that breath holds for an exultant subsurface swim or at the behest of a pushy author of a piece on breath control, me, the mere act and fact of you being able to control this ability is unique to human beings. Yes, other land mammals can hold their breaths, but it's a response to the -the in-the-moment stimulus. For example... If I take my dog to the lake, which I often do, my dog's name, by the way, name is Tusari. It's an Indian name. It sounds like Tusari. You're close enough if you say it that way. Anyway, when I take her to the lake, and on the occasional occurrences, when her head deep, uh, dips beneath the surface momentarily, she will hold her breath in response to the water breaching the nostrils. In this regard, she is like all other land mammals except man. What she cannot do is consciously choose to hold her breath pre-lake toss. She's been tossed before. She knows submergence as a likelihood, and yet no breath hold. All right. Now, this just isn't specific to my dog. This is just the anatomy. This is the way this works. If I teach her speech and tell her to hold her breath, even if she understood my advice, she still lacks the physical hardware to futurize this process. This cognitive choice of respiration we have is so part and parcel of our being that it is for some hard to grasp that this is not a universal ability. So again, you are amazing. We are amazing. The species is startling amazing. I mean, like other land mammals, we are able to breathe in context of current stimuli. For instance, if I am surprised tossed into the lake by my dog, perhaps out of revenge, and despite my not knowing about the toss, I will immediately hold my breath upon submerging. 
but I can also see the future in breathing regards. If I see my dog coming with a lake tossing look in her eye, I can do what she cannot. I can hold my breath before the toss and escape the sputter of in the moment surprise. See, we humans also have the amazing ability to breathe as we have in the past. By this, I mean we can alter the very foundations of our current mood by emulating the breathing of past events that mirror what we wish to feel now, all right? Follow, stay with me. Uh, if I am feeling a bit unsettled now, I can recall past calmer times. Adopt the long, slow, easy breathing of calm breathing and bring a bit of that future to my present. If I am calm and want to get a bit sight, I can recall amped up times and adopt the more hectic breathing of those moods and in turn my physiology will alter towards the past state. Hacking or taking control of respiration is part and parcel of countless meditation systems, religious rituals, psyching out for the big event, etc. Breath control is encountered universally in human cultures. Now, as for questions of, oh, Mark, what's the best breathing method? Is it yoga pranayama? Or is it Kamanji Suaketu? Or is it this? Or is it that? All right, and we'll get to some of the specifics in the Suaketu program where we'll talk about some specific things. But again, that will be things that I have kind of cherry-picked and experimented with and find that works well for me, all right? But in the overall scheme of breath control, these questions are mere appendixes on the wider body, the fact that breath control itself is, is the key. We can choose specific techniques if that floats our boat, but the overall crux is not the fashionable breathing tactic that works for you, but rather that you choose to take deliberate control of your breath. By dint of becoming aware of this unusual legacy of human beings and pondering the fact that you can alter, to a degree, current physiological and thusly emotional states simply by adopting breath control, breath awareness, this goes a long way towards useful value. I'm not just talking just combat. Of course it's super useful for aquatic combat. Of course. Just for fun in the water. Yes. Now we get it out of the water. Is it still useful? Of course. If you can hack uh, states to bring yourself to a more meditative awareness, a present momentness, a calmness, or you need to cycle yourself up for something, this is astonishingly useful material to have. Now, I have cataloged a handful from indigenous traditions that seem to reap rewards, uh, rewards <clears throat> excuse me, in specific circumstances. And again, we will uh, elaborate on these in a future day in our Suiketo program. But I'm going to leave you with the observation that it often is less about the tactic than when it comes to breathing than it is about the burgeoning awareness that you have this astounding range of control over process that we may take for granted. Now, I'm not going to leave you high and dry, though. Let us conclude today's sermon with a pragmatic exercise. Here's the pragmatic hack. And just one I'm going to leave with you. Now, there's more of these coming down the pike, I promise you. It is surmised that humans have an aquatic heritage somewhere in their past as we share the mammalian dive reflex with seals, otters, and other shore-to-sea aquatic mammals. If we submerge our faces in cold water, ear submersion is often the tipping point, meaning just your face only, not there. You want to get as, make sure your ears go under as well. Fill up a sink. You can do this. If we do this, our heart rate begins to rapidly slow. Now, again, if we're standing in a shoreline and are up to our waist, uh, chest, and water, this is going to work even better when we, we plunge the head. But you can still do this with just your face and water. This is what the face and the ears seem to be the tipping point for the mammalian dive, uh, dive reflex. And again, the heart rate begins to rapidly slow. We begin to calm. It is surmised that, one, this accounts for our peaceful experiences when immersed in water. Calm heart, calm body, suppresses cortisol and adrenaline release. Your body does this automatically. You don't have to tell yourself to calm down. If you're not afraid of the water, you learn to breathe with it, your body's mammalian dive reflex automatically calms you. Your dog's body will not do that. Two, this heart rate lowering prepares the diving mammal for longer breath holds and more efficient subsurface work. The body seems to be evolved to do this. Three, we can hack anxiety. This is for us land-born animals. We can hack anxiety slash depression 
by plunging our faces in sinks of cold water. Again, ear submersion seems to be the tipping point of the full effect. But if you ever doused, have you ever doused your face with cold water while you're stressed out? Probably you have instinctually reached for a hack from your evolutionary past. Same sort of thing. We find the calming aspect in it, even more calming when we do the submersion past the ears. Again, I can't say that enough. The mammalian dive reflex can be countered by human supposition. What this means in experiments, those who are concerned with, let's say, their makeup or their hair or simply regarded water anxiously, uh, they allowed self-determined thinking, self-determined adrenaline and cortisol to counter the calming aspect. We must give ourselves to our physiology and escape assumptions to be this human animal, this remarkable animal, an animal with remarkable singular ability. Again, more information about this coming up in uh, for our future in the combat aspects and applications in the Black Box Project, but more just on more hacking and actual uh, hacking some of the uh, aquatic ability and uh, some of the, these aspects that we can take to the dry land. We'll cover those in future editions on the blog. Take care of yourself, kids. Breathe well. It's amazing. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. Mm-hmm.